0: a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi, and you're listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. And I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. <laughs> and tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about intercourse techniques. <laughs> and we want to explore some different ways to, and techniques to incorporate into lovemaking. Some of these may be really amazing for you, and others' techniques may not work as well. But everybody's built a little different. And so try them out if they're new to you and see what works for you. (laughs) And to start with, I'd like to, before we get into intercourse, I'd like to talk a little bit about the male sexual response cycle and the female sexual response cycle. And males are kind of like a firecracker. (laughs) They've got a short fuse. It's like you light it and it's like kaboom, baby. (laughs) It's like it's quick to heat up and shoot off. (laughs) Females, on the other hand, have a much slower response cycle. It takes a while to awaken the kundalini. It takes a while to really get those juices flowing. And then once they do, it's like it takes more time to really get into the orgasm. And often the orgasm results in waves that go on and on and can go into multiple orgasms. Those are the typical ones. Now males can learn how to extend their orgasms and have multiples multiple non ejaculatory, and I've even experienced multiple ejaculatory orgasms, and it takes a lot of training to get there for males. It's not something that just happens overnight. <laughs> With intercourse, I know that especially when I was very young and didn't know anything much about sex, it was like I couldn't wait to get it in and get it off, and it was wonderful, but so quick. <laughs> and so I learned over time to extend it and to better match my partner, especially my female partners, to extend the orgasm and extend the foreplay even before I got inside. And I've come to a more spiritual place with intercourse. And I think that part of it is that I see the vulva is a sacred space, and to enter in is a very special occasion. It's very reverent and mystical and amazing. I'm going to turn it over to Paul and see if he has anything he wants to add to this part. So
1: earlier you were talking about the male response and the female response, and I understand where you're coming from, but it's not necessarily broken into genders. There are men that were born with vaginas and women that were born with penises, and a lot of times the, the sexual response is very similar for those people. So, you know, I don't necessarily think of it as the male response and the female response. But what you're saying does have a lot of weight. And as someone who was born with a penis, I've talked on the show a lot about how I used to have a big problem with premature ejaculation. And through our training, I've been able to train myself out of that habit. And it is very, very powerful work that the techniques that we will uh, talk about later in the show can can do for anyone. I think that sex for me is a very powerful force and a very beautiful force that I think a lot of people in our current culture, at the same time, they put too much into it in that especially in Christian cultures or a lot of religious cultures, you're supposed to wait and only have sex with one person and you're never supposed to have sex for the joy of sex and things like that. In ways like that, I think that people put too much meaning on it. And then at the same time, I think that people don't have enough respect for it, for the power of it, and recognize it as a need for many, many people, you know, asexuals excluded. But for a lot of people, sex and sexuality and sexual release is really a physiological need. So I think that those are some of the things I'd kind of like to explore.
0: Mm -hmm. One of the things with the female sexual response and male sexual response is you know, I was kind of giving a textbook <laughs> mm-hmm. straight from sexology. Sex is much deeper than that. I mean, when you look at it at a clinical level, it is, you can kind of do some measurements. And, but I think also a lot of culturation goes into those definitions because people are acculturated a certain way. In fact, a lot of boys start with masturbation and they do it very quickly because they don't want to get caught. And so they develop a habit of, you know, get it going and fast and come as quick as you can so that you don't lessen the chance of getting caught. And often that will bleed over into your adult life where all of a sudden you've conditioned your body in a certain way. And then when you get to intercourse, it's like, well, I stick it in, get it off quick. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad in a way that we do condition our bodies that way, but we can recondition them to really fully experience the pleasures of sex and the pleasures of intercourse. Oh yeah. The
1: human body is a, such a flexible thing and it's there's always room for growth and learning and and building on on knowledge and things like that. And I think that that's one of the things that's very special about the work that we do. Uh I'm always learning new things and I'm always broadening my my skills and my ability and bringing myself to new levels of rapture and ex- ecstasy and, and pleasure. And I think that a big part of it for me was changing my mindset about sex as a skill that, that can be learned and, and, and that I wasn't just a, a victim of circumstance or that it was this innate ability that I was just supposed to tap into but instead it was something that I could grow and learn and and build on and that I I could actively shape the future of my sexuality and my sexual prowess and I I think that that's very powerful
0: I think another area that really deserves some attention before we get to intercourse is preparing our bodies for intercourse. And one of the ways we can do that is by exercising our sex muscles on a daily basis and preparing our bodies and getting them ready. And by doing your, for both men and women and everything in between, Working the PC muscles, the pubococcygeus muscles, and strengthening them will do amazing things for your sex life. Whether it's through masturbation or any type of sex play, by exercising those muscles, you gain so much more control and you get more feeling and sensations as those muscles strengthen. And so I think one of the first steps is to get your body ready for intercourse. Practice those. And it's not that you have to not do intercourse until you're ready, but to start working now and building up those muscles, that pelvic floor, get it in good shape. Give it a good workout every day. Mm -hmm. I think another part of intercourse is breathing techniques. And that can really supercharge your sex life in amazing and outstanding ways. And there are times when I have practiced the lover's breath. And it can be very erotic when... One partner inhales as the other exhales, and your mouths are in close proximity. And you take each other's breath in and give each other breath as you build up the energy before penetration. And by taking a little time just to have that intimate breath work together, starts forming a bond that bond of connection. Is there any other tips you like to add?
1: As far as preparing for sex, I think that one of the things that a lot of people might neglect is if you know that you're going to be having sex one particular night. I like to take time to take some time by myself and... Meditate on how good it's going to be and on what I want to have as my experience in it and also what experiences I want to bring to my partner. I like to make sure that I'm well hydrated and drink plenty of water. If you know that you're going to have anal sex, doing an anal douche beforehand is always a pretty good idea. I like to make sure I've eaten a good meal, but not something so heavy that you, when you're having sex, it's going to cause cramping or uncomfortable feelings or gas or bloating or things like that. So being aware of what you are putting into your mind and into your body before sex can make your sex life a lot better.
0: And I think some other things that I like to do is to take a ritual bath before sex. And sometimes I've even done it with a partner, and that can be very awesome to start that bonding and connection process because sex is a energy working as well as a physical act. And I find it helps to start forming those tight bonds before you actually do the sexual parts and really make eye contact with your partner. Mm -hmm. Breathe together and start building that connection. And that helps awaken the kundalini, the sleeping serpent within. And for women, that's especially important. Because women don't just get supercharged right away. Mm -hmm. There's some other aspects of sex. And this comes, I forget the, right off the top of my head, I forget the author that wrote on this. I'll have to look it up at some point. But there's two forces at work when we have sex with another person. I like to think of it as driving an automobile. You've got the gas pedal, and you've got the brakes. The gas pedal is those burning desires that everything's saying, oh, I want to feel good, I want to get off, I want to enjoy this. And the brake pedal is things like, oh, am I going to be able to maintain a hard-on? Am I going to be able to, to have a safe environment Is my... Mother or father are going to walk in the door in the middle of this. And no matter how much gas you put on, if there's a lot of stuff on the brake pedal, you're not going to get very far. And so you want to create an environment that's really good for sex, that's safe, secure. And I like to light candles and burn some incense and create a good environment a conducive environment that feels safe and secure. And that way you're taking the foot off the brake pedal and putting, having the ability to put the foot on the gas pedal without any drag.
1: <laughs> I think that another thing that, of course, is very important is communication. And it's particularly important if you're having sex with a new partner or even a partner you've had sex with in the past, but it's been a while, or someone that is new-ish who you may have had sex with a time or two, but not a whole lot of experience with. And Take time to communicate about things that You like things that they like, things you don't like, things they don't like, trauma triggers for both parties or however many people involved. Things like even what kind of, like, scents do they like? Do they like incense? Do they like the smell of sandalwood? Do they prefer an environment that's dimly lit or that is well lit or do they have issues do they want to have sex with the lights off And, and communicate all of those things before you're in the middle of having sex and then you don't have to hit a snag because of something that you didn't know and it's also important to establish good communication for that connection that you were talking about. Because if you have good communication with your partner, it will allow that connection to happen more readily.
0: Mm-hmm. And talk about taking those brakes off. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. any kind of concern or worry or anything that gets you in your head, it's putting the brakes on. It's... And once you put those brakes on, it's hard to get your foot off the brake pedal. It's kind of like that squirrel cage in the brain. It keeps going and going. And so as much as possible, prepare your space, prepare your mind, prepare your headspace for it. also find that it's really good to take some time and bond emotionally before intercourse with your partner, it's really good to connect on all levels because sex is more than just a physical. It's also more than a mental thing. It's also an emotional part component to it and a spiritual component. And so by putting all these building blocks together, it takes Good sex and makes it into extraordinary sex. <laughs> I think another area that often gets overlooked is the concept of really taking time with your partner, reassuring and complimenting each other. We all have some sort of body issues. And it feels so good. And, you know, most of the time we're out in the world, we don't receive a whole lot of compliments. We don't receive a lot of good feedback. And often we think, oh, am I good enough? And so by reassuring and giving your partner little statements of things that are real for you, things you admire in your partner, and saying, you know, I like that. Little cute smile you give once in a while. I love the way your eyes just sparkle when we kiss. Just giving good, positive, and things you admire about your partner and that really make your partner stand out for you. Before you hop in and get it going, it kind of sets the emotional stage
1: yeah, definitely. Uh, another thing that's really important anytime you have sex is to make sure that it's completely consensual. People can say yes, but be reluctant. And that's not really consent. Also, if the person is intoxicated, they may not be able to give consent. So making sure that everything that you're doing is 100% enthusiastically consensual is so, so important.
0: And as you bring up safety, of course, it's good to use barriers unless you're fluid-bonded and you've both been tested. And it's a good idea, especially if the woman that isn't on birth control, the pill it's good to plan out ahead of time what type of birth control you want to use. Mm -hmm. That's important because you don't want to have an unplanned surprise. Mm -hmm. It can be very disruptive to sex. And by taking care of that ahead of time and knowing and agreeing upon what you want to use, there's many different forms of birth control out there as well as barriers for protecting oneself from STIs. And so by planning ahead and knowing what you want to use and how you want to use it is a good idea. And for many women, as women get a little older, they don't self-lubricate as much as when they're younger. And some women don't get self-lubrication at all. And so finding a good lubricant to use that's safe for the vagina is really important. You don't want to introduce chemicals or things that could be disruptive to the health of the vagina. There are some good lubes out there. In fact, I've got a, a new whole set of new lubes that have been specifically designed to be healthy for the vagina. The products that I'm about to describe have been researched by a woman that had allergic and bad reactions to most of the lubes that were out on the market. So she started her own company, and it's called Good Clean Love. And the website is goodcleanlove.com. And if you have problems with lubricants where they irritate or cause problems, check out their website. They've got lubes that are pH balanced for the vagina, specifically designed to not irritate the vagina. And it can be a whole lifesaver for women that are sensitive, and for men too, because some men have reactions to certain lubes. So finding a good lube is really important.
1: Yeah, I remember the other week, I I actually had a reaction to some lube that came with a toy that you bought me. And I remember that for a, a few days, I felt itchy and it just didn't feel right. So getting the right lube is very, very important.
0: And we're kind of going over some of the mechanics of Good sex. I'd like to kind of start moving towards the techniques now. But these mechanics are important. It's good to have everything in place before you get into the actual lovemaking and actual experience of intercourse. Whenever I have intercourse with a partner, I like to warm them up slowly, take time. I really am into the tantric circles, starting on the outer body and working in, starting around the lesser erogenous zones and working to the more hot spots of the body, slowly awakening the kundalini. And it can be amazing because sometimes if you tease just a little bit, it can get the Pussy and the cock hungry, just oh, just burning with passion. And so, I like to take my time and build up that passion and desire both in myself and in my partner. And by taking that time to really explore and get to know my partner's body and let them explore and get to know mine, it also brings that bonding that connection. And so take some time with foreplay. Often we overlook or don't do near enough foreplay to start warming up. Any thoughts,
1: Paul? Oh, yeah. Foreplay is one of my favorite parts of sex. Since I've been training under you, I like to think I've gotten a lot better at it. Mm -hmm. One of the things about foreplay... I used to think of foreplay before I started my training with you as just a mechanical thing to get your partner in the mood and wet enough and get or, or hard enough and that it was an important part of sex, but I didn't really take the time to appreciate it for its own value. And I think that that's a mistake a lot of people make. It is not the chores that you have to do before you can get to the fun stuff. It is a separate part of the fun stuff. It is important in its own right. A lot of times people will do foreplay before they have sex, maybe several times before Mm -hmm. one of the people feel comfortable having sex and if you view it as a chore it's just going to be frustrating for the person who's really wanting sex but if you view it as an important part of sex and as part of the sex itself I think that your experience is a lot better so yeah
0: and as I've said on this show, orgasm lasts a few moments, but it's the build-up that takes some time, and it brings amazing, exquisite pleasures. And if you take your time with foreplay, which is, I love foreplay, because it really builds that amazing, tingly feeling, it helps spread the sex energy throughout the entire body, not just keep it in the genitals. And too often we're too focused on the goal. And the goal isn't to ejaculate or to come. The goal is to pleasure each other. And that's an important distinction in attitude. Once you make that attitude shift and set the goal as pleasuring each other, in multitude of ways, then sex becomes more than just something, a duty to perform, or the foreplay becomes more than a duty to perform. It becomes this exquisite journey in and of itself. And it can take, I've gotten partners through foreplay to the point where their skin just the slightest touch of my fingernail sends quivers throughout their entire body and gets their genitals just tingly ready and it's like and then I can come real close to their genitals and tease them a little bit and get them really almost begging me to just touch them a little bit and At some point, I may touch them just a little bit, then back away and do some more tingly play on the body. And when you take your time and play this way, I mean, there's not a right way or a wrong way, but there are some techniques that can really amplify what we experience. And when we fully awaken the kundalini, our bodies experience a deeper sense of pleasure. They become electric and alive. One of the things that's
1: really impressive to me that I learned through our training that you kind of took me through is the different kinds of touch and the different things that you can do with your hands and your mouth and you know not just your tongue with your your lips and your entire body different kinds of sensation toys and and things like that and there are so many different kinds of textures and and touches and taking your time as you're doing foreplay to really feel your your partner's body and like really notice the different textures of all of the different parts of their body and playing around with light touches and then slightly harder touches and then backing off and then maybe doing fingernails and then nuzzling and kissing and and licking and using your teeth here and there a little bit as you're building up this sexual energy in your partner and in yourself and like imagining it cycling through both of your bodies and building up and and growing and getting more and more impassioned and t- really taking your time to slowly build up the coals of the fire that you're going to build with your lovemaking is absolutely incredible.
0: Oftentimes, we think of there's a giver and a receiver, and the giver's doing this duty, and the receiver's just receiving. And I have discovered that through giving the foreplay, I'm also receiving Mm -hmm. through my fingers, through my mouth, through my lips. When I can take my lips and just... Lightly kiss intimate areas of the body and feel those intimate parts with my lips. It makes my lips start tingling. Mm -hmm. It gives me a certain pleasure in giving. And when I'm receiving, to feel how my partner is giving to me can be an exquisite pleasure too. Mm -hmm. Just seeing where they're going, their techniques, and how they're touching me. It can build an excitement, especially when I have a lover that's teasing me slightly, and then going in, in on it deeply, it can be, and then backing off again, and then doing, it's almost like a dance. It's an orchestra playing many different instruments. Well, I look at foreplay and touch and caressing as a type of symphony. You can do some rough touch and then go to a very feathery touch. You can use many different sensation toys. And sensation toys can be simple things. You can buy a hairbrush just for sex play. You can buy a sponge or many different textured objects that can create amazing sensations on different parts of the body. And often we neglect the breast, Mm -hmm. and the breast can be so hot. I mean, just playing around the breast on a man or a woman, because men have breasts too, or nipples, and... If you tease around them, and you can actually see them get hard and erect and engorged and just totally turned on. And by playing with the sensations, I can get to the point where my partner's breasts are so erect and hungry, and then I go down on it and I hear this. Oh, delicious moan from my partner and they are in ecstasy already. (laughs) But I'd like to throw these techniques in because too often we're in such a rush to have sex. Take your time and explore the whole body. Yeah,
1: what you were saying dovetails nicely into the point I was going to make. And that is um when you're having foreplay with your partner and when you're having sex with your partner it's very important to pay attention to the different signals their body is giving you to know what is working well or you know what they might not like most people are good enough to tell by the sound that their partner is making but some Some people are shy and don't make a lot of noise. And that doesn't mean that they're not having a good time. And in situations like that, it's also important to be able to tell the other signs. How they are moving and how they're quivering. Like what makes them completely relax or, or go rigid. And if it's a good rigid or you've done something wrong to... Be able to tell like you were mentioning earlier with nipples when you're playing with someone's nipples and you feel the tissue kind of pucker and it gets more texture to it. Or when you're going down on a a different part of your partner and you can actually feel it engorge with blood, not just someone's dick, but you can feel someone's testicles respond when you lick it, if it crunches up closer to the body and the scrotum gets a little bit thicker. There's a lot of different signs, and each partner you have will be completely different in what makes them work and also how their body responds when it's working well. And these are all things that you can can and should learn about any partner that you have. And I think it's very important.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And boy, the time's flown by. (laughs) We're beyond station break. I'd like to take a moment and let people know that I have created a new couple of new websites. There's Aphrodite's Temple, and the web address is ladyboytemple.com. And check it out. We actually are doing a live virtual Aphrodite's Temple on the last Sunday of each month where you can come and join us and we have start out with a discussion on a topic and then we get into some guided play. And it can be very you can participate or just observe. Whatever's your thing. So join us at Aphrodite's Temple. Mm -hmm. And also check out my new sex coaching website. It's at ggwilbur.com. That's g-g-w-i-l-b-u-r dot com. We have video trainings for sale. And we have... A lot of information on both websites. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add?
1: And of course there's the original website RavensLayerLeather.com uh, That's R-A-V-E-N-S L-A-I-R L-E-A-T-H-E-R dot com. And there you can find a link to our Patreon page. You can also find a list of different resources to use in these trying times with COVID-19 and things like that. On both the Ravenslayer Leather and ggwilbert.com, you can find links to different training videos that we have if you want to learn more in different places about sex. So all of those things are... Good resources for y'all to know
0: about. And at the ggwilber.com, I have a blog that I've started. So I do articles about once a month. I'm going to try to get to once a week putting them out. if you want to learn more technical information or just read about some of the amazing things that i put together, some are brand new and some I've written over the years, but I've got a lot of writings out there. And I'll be adding to that periodically. So check out com. And back to our topic, intercourse techniques. (laughs) Oftentimes, we don't really think about sex as an art and as something that you need to learn as a skill set. Sex does have a lot of skills that were never taught. Part of our training, or the training I've gone through, and that I put Paul through, is learning how to do some deep breathing. This is some tantric stuff. And tantric information techniques have been practiced for thousands of years. They've been Time tested, they really work well. And so utilize some of the knowledge that's out there. Doing some breathing work and those PC muscle exercises, the sex muscle exercises, can be amazing. And now we get to the part of penetration. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because penetration can be, oh, so delicious. <laughs> And there's many different techniques. There's not a right way or a wrong way. There's the way that works for the two people or three people involved. I've done three-way mm-hmm. <laughs> where I was penetrated as I penetrated another. That can be pretty awesome. But with penetration, there's so many different techniques. I had one girlfriend that was an expert in PC muscle exercises. I mean, she could squat over a Coke bottle and just stick just the tip of it in and using her muscles, pull it all the way up. It was incredible the things she could do to my cock, (laughs) just using her PC muscles. Sometimes we just would enter into her slowly, once we had built up all our energies. And then the two of us together would lay motionless and only use our sex muscles. It was an incredible journey. Intercourse. A whole different kind of intercourse. A little more subtle than the thrusting in and out. There's also other types of play that you can do with different yoga positions different angles of intercourse that can stimulate different parts of the <laughs> genitals for both the man and the woman or for both if, if two women using a, a strap-on mm-hmm. there are so many different techniques that can and there's different techniques of how you want to stimulate somebody. Deborah Sundahl has identified three distinctly different types of orgasms that women can have. And unfortunately for a lot of women, they don't have a lot of nerve endings in the vagina. They really need that clitoral stimulation. By just doing vaginal sex, it's not going to do anything if a woman doesn't have many nerve endings there. She's not going to feel a whole lot. So using toys while making love to stimulate the clitoris or using angles of penetration where you're stimulating the clitoris Mm -hmm. as you're thrusting can transform your sex life in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add?
1: Even when you're having sex, you still have your hands free. You can use your hands, you can use your mouth. Just because you've started penetrative sex doesn't mean that you can't switch back to oral or manual manipulation. I oftentimes like to break up sex doing penetration for a while and then go back to doing oral or or fingering or both and going back and forth between those different things for several times. It can be a really good way, especially if you do find that you're a person that has problems with premature ejaculation, if you feel that you're getting too close and you don't want sex to be over yet. Just stop having penetrative sex and focus on stimulating your partner in a different way until you're ready to go back to penetration. I also think that knowing the rhythms that work for you and also the rhythms that work for your partners, and some people have like really aggressive, fast, hard sex. Some people like sex that is more sensual and caressing and with a lighter touch, with slower thrusting. Some people like a combination of the two. So that's one of the things that you'll want to talk about beforehand during that communication period that I I mentioned. But yeah, uh, all all of these things. And then you're exploring together and you're learning together. It's an adventure and you should treat it like one.
0: Another technique in thrusting can be to mimic the heartbeat. Thrust in part of the way, softly, and then the second harder beat of the heartbeat, thrust hard for the final thrust. And mimicking the heartbeat forms that genital heart connection during lovemaking. And that can be so powerful. Just Finding different rhythms can add a whole new dimension to lovemaking. Having that feel of the bump, 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 going through my cock and into my lover's ass or pussy is so excruciating and invigorating and it adds a whole different kind of rhythm and motion. And all of a sudden, I feel like I'm on the seashore with waves lapping my body and then receding. And try practicing a squeeze as you push in and then relax on the pull out or vice versa. Relax on the push in and squeeze as you pull out those can add whole different sensations for both partners. And both partners squeezing together in a rhythm as you're making love can be an awesome experience. And playing around with different motions and squeezes takes sex to another level.
1: And I I think another thing that a lot of people don't do is to take time to really savor the experience with all of your senses take time to pay attention to the way that your lover smells and 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 appreciate it you know take time to to really take in what you're seeing and how beautiful it is and how everything reacts and changes Take time to savor the taste of your partner, of their sweat, of their juices, of the way that different things taste when you lick them, Uh, to feel the textures with your fingers and and your tongue and your lips and how it feels different on each of your different body parts. And, of course, how everything is feeling. If you take time to really... Take in the whole experience with all of your senses.
0: It is a much richer experience. Another technique that I love is related to that. And that is climbing and mounting my partner or having them climb on me and mount me and feeling the weight of their body on me or feeling the weight of my body on them. And that can be such a nurturing experience in a way. Just feeling that wonderful sensation of their weight on my body or my weight on their body is just an amazing, a whole different feeling because I'm on them or they're on me. And we're, sometimes I will go excruciatingly slow with my thrusts and experience the whole dimension and be using my hands caressing their body as I mount them and and just feeling different reactions. Sometimes I will stimulate a part of the body that just gets them almost vibrating with pleasures, and I feel it resonate through their body all the way into my cock. You can do so many different things while making love that add different dimensions and different pleasures and sensations to explore. And I've even taken time, oftentimes, with the lover that's into it, to lube my finger And as I'm making love to their pussy, I'll finger around their anal opening and along the perineum, massaging it gently. And that can add a whole nother level because when you massage the perineum, you're providing sensations to part of the PC muscle strip. And that is amazing
1: now of course anytime that you're doing anal play on a partner you want to either have a hand that you designate for anal play and not use it on other parts of their body or you want to use gloves to do that and that's just a, a safety thing especially for people with vaginas if excess fluids from the anus get into the vagina, it can cause some some pretty nasty infections. So you want to mitigate that and be careful with that.
0: I think another area to explore with intercourse is to get into the spiritual side of it. And I often like to have intercourse where I'm facing my partner, where I can see into their eyes and breathe together as we thrust slowly together and just make that spiritual connection. I've often done that, placing our hands on each other's hearts while gazing into each other's eyes and coordinating the thrust we each do with our breath. Thrusting in on the inhale and relaxing on the exhale as we pull out a little bit, or vice versa. And so taking that moment to, well, they say the eyes are the mirror of the soul. And by taking that time to deeply gaze into your partner, have them look into you, once again gets to that spiritual connection that bonding at that deep, deep spiritual level.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it gets back to the bonding we talked about earlier. And a lot of times in sex, I've had the experience of having everything else other than me and my partner kind of melt away and not being as aware of anything outside of us and kind of creating a, a bubble in time around us and it feels so intimate and amazing and and touching and it can manifest in a lot of ways uh i like to be very playful during sex i like to laugh and joke around and be kind of silly or you, know, you might get caught up in reverence and have this very like reverent like heart touching moment that is sentimental and special and sweet or it can get into the more animalistic the more primal those feelings so, so in the moment a lot of different feelings can come up and none of them are are wrong or bad and i like to have a sampler platter and get all of those different experiences with with my partners i think it's very special and powerful that <clears throat> you can take this thing that already feels so good and is already so amazing and then add these different layers of meaning and importance and just i find it absolutely amazing
0: i like to Come back to something you said earlier about shy people not wanting to make a lot of noise during sex. And that can be a very amazing part of sex, is being able to wail and moan and even scream out. When we vocalize during sex, that can trigger both sound and vibration into our bodies, it has a whole nother dimension to intercourse. Oftentimes when someone comes, they go, Oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) I think of intercourse as a divine act. as a very spiritual act, and it's reflected in what we scream out when we come. It's like all of a sudden we become the god and the goddess for each other. We reach that god aspect or the goddess aspect within ourselves and share it with our partner. I think another thing we haven't talked about yet on this show about intercourse is vulnerability. To really have good sex, it's important to be able to become vulnerable with your partner, to open up more fully to your partner and for your partner to open up to you. And I think that's where making noise during sex, we become more vulnerable. We show a part of ourselves that we don't show to other people. And by opening that avenue of vulnerability, it takes sex to a level of just complete trust and connection because we've opened a part of our soul, a part of our inner core being to our partner. And isn't that what sex and intercourse is all about? Is really opening ourselves and letting each other in. Not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, uh, even primally allowing another person into our very depths of our inner core being. When we can do that, that takes sex to this level of complete, absolute trust and connection and vulnerability.
1: Yeah, intimacy is such a powerful part of sex. It really, really does connect the two people involved in such a a deep and meaningful way. And I think that it's important to really embrace how sex really has a magical ability to connect. And there are so many things going on in the brain with the cycles of dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin especially. And I think that really understanding how powerful that is and how meaningful that is really can really make sex so much better.
0: mm mm-hmm. The combination of intimacy and vulnerability and just opening up to each other. Creates a connection that surpasses all other types of connections. Well, we're reaching the top of the hour already. Boy, time flies. <laughs> Do you have any last thoughts?
1: So, in, in this episode, we've kind of gone over a broad overview of, of different techniques and different things to pay attention to when you're having sex, but sex is so different for everyone. And I do suggest that people try out these techniques, but don't stop there. There's so much out there, and you've got things inside of you that you don't realize you're capable of yet and that's why i think that exploration is one of the most important parts of of sex and sexuality so i would suggest that if you don't take any other advice from the podcast that experimenting and experimentation is the number one key in in good sex
0: mhm i think for me it's Really connecting with your partner and communicating and sharing and opening up and being vulnerable and discovering new things about each other. Even some of those secret desires. I know it's sometimes kind of scary to share that with somebody, but once you open up, it can be so powerful. And even if they're not into it or think, ooh, that's weird, that's okay. That's a part of who you are. It's not who you are. It's just a part. And oftentimes I've shared, and my partner was kind of, ooh, that's weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it was okay because my partner at the time, she really knew me well enough, and knew that that was just one aspect of me and that I had many other things. And it also gave her the invitation and permission to open up to me about some of the things she wanted. And so, once again, it's that vulnerability opening up and sharing, but with not just jumping into it, but building up to it. Forming that level of trust and, mm-hmm. and bringing it about in a very gentle way. Not in a way of, as I'm making a confession, but more of a way of, I'm sharing a part of mm-hmm. what I'm into with you. <laughs> and so that can be very powerful. So... Communicate, and you don't have to jump out with a full bag of <laughs> tricks. Mm-hmm. You can kind of build up to it. It's mm-hmm. like show a movie that's got some aspect or mm-hmm. watch something together or read a book together that has some aspect of what you're into yeah. is kind of the way to open the door. <laughs> but communication is key and any relationship, but it's especially needed in sexual relationships. Mm -hmm. So on that note, have an amazing night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Enjoy the pleasures of the flesh and open up, become vulnerable and explore, experiment, and reach new depths of sexual ecstasy. Mm -hmm. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier, so explore everything sexual.